Hey, this is H1. We're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chest knowledge, chest wisdom, and chest understanding. And today we're going to be going over an article that says, chess, a waste of time? Question mark? Is chess a waste of time? And you're going to get H1's perspective on if this is true or not. Let's read this article by Chessbase and, you know, let's just get into it. Let's get into the next segment. Follow me. Follow me down this rabbit hole. Let's figure out what these people want to say about chess. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, let's get into this article right now that was titled, Chess, A Waste of Time. It started out like this. There is no accusation that is more guaranteed to get under a chess player's skin than dismissing his beloved game as a waste of time. There is no better way to antagonize a chess player than to say that. But many famous thinkers, writers have done so. In chapter two of his book, Chess Says, a collection of thought-provoking essays about a wide range of chess-related issues, Howard Burton has compiled a list of statements by detractors and defenders, now available a four-part decursories directed by Howard, which examines the remarkable impact of chess on culture, art, science, and sport. All right, so let's get into this book called Chess Says. Yep, the essays provide insightful and playful reflections on the abuses of the history of the game to the birth of the modern game, competitive sport, and the way it is run by FIDE. Howard also questions several of the long-held assumptions about its widely acclaimed benefits and highlights the many surprising contemporary applications of chess to AI prison reform, social inequality, and more, and makes sharp observations on what chess reveals about current attitudes to gender, um, technology, sports, entertainment, and the nature of chess. Please, let's stay on the chess topic in this article. Okay, okay, here we go. This is the part that I read. (laughs) Excerpt from Chess Says. Here's a part of Chapter 2, Waste of Time, which we present with kind permission of the author. If you, as we did, find it fascinating to read, you can buy the book here or get it from a number of different outlets, Amazon, Apple, and Google Play. There is no accusation that is more guaranteed to get under a chess player's skin than dismissing his, okay, we already read that, okay, and a quick scan through any random chess blog or news group will present the uh, intrepid traveler with indignant rebuttals of celebrated cultural figures who dare to imply, if not explicitly, state precisely that. And the list is not a short one, so let's get into it. Take To take but a few of the most frequently cited examples. George Bernard Shaw declared that chess is a foolish expedient, ex, 
expedient for making ideal people believe they are doing something very clever when they are only wasting their time. Do I agree with that? Isn't that with anything though? Like for example, meeting people would say that playing video games is a waste of your time until you uh, until people are talking about these streamers who are making millions of dollars so i think that if you're applying yourself like actually reflecting on like the principles that you learn from chess into your real life then it wouldn't be a waste of time but i do agree that you know most people do not do that in which yeah i guess that would be considered a waste of time if you do not um uh, inculcate what you learn into your actual life H.G. Wells wrote, the passion of playing chess is one of the most unaccountable in the world. That that didn't even explain anything. Like, I can't like the game. I can't like, you seem like a checkers player. I can't like the game. (laughs) Okay, George Steiner penned, a chess genius is a human being who focuses vast, little understood mental gifts and labors on an ultimately trivial human enterprise. Wow, trivial. All right, we got some big words here. Let's continue. Sir Walter Scott, meanwhile, simply uh, opined that chess is a sad waste of brains. Wow. That, you know, you know, it's interesting that that doesn't that doesn't even seem like a fun guy to be around. That doesn't think that chess is just a cool game to play. That guy doesn't even believe that playing video games is a is a good like game to play or like to even relax or watch tv do these type of people it seems like all that they do is read books which is cool which is fine it's a good hobby and but like you kind of lose some uh, some communication skills it's like come on man you can't just let people play chess it's not just a waste of brains And then for some people, and sorry, I took that like <laughs> I took that long water break. My bad. I'm not editing it out. But for some people, it could be many things, many reasons why they play chess, not just to get better, but it could be bonding with other people, which, for example, uh, I mean, most people go to the actual baseball games with groups to bond with other people at the baseball game. And that I mean, you can kind of argue that a lot of things in life is a waste of time. You, you can argue that if you think life is just, I don't know, just it should just be bland and you should. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what, how are you living your life? Is every single thing that you do purposeful? That's a whole different discussion. I guess this cascade of condemnation over sensitive champions of chess typically present their own army of cultivated defenders, enthusiastically citing God's soaring ecopium. Um, chess is the touchstone of the intellect. Benjamin Franklin's insistence that life is a kind of chess and Marcel Duchamp. Duchamp's unstinting endorsement that while all artists are not chess players, all chess players are artists. Exactly. I guess this is just between artists and intellectual, analytical people. I guess this this is what it is. 
one can't help but feel that the sheer amplitude and immediacy of the chesophilic response to the waste of time indictment. Okay, come on, guy. It seems like you just got these words. That did you just go to a dictionary and just type out all these words just to sound, just to make sure that you sound smart? Like, come on. Conspicuous, conspicuously tender collective psychological nerve. But before we explore that further, it's worth pausing for a moment to investigate the exact nature of a supposed casta- cast- castigations that prompted such a defensive reaction in the first place. The phrase from Shaw comes from his novel, The Irrational Knot, where Marian Lind, the main female protagonist, uses it to describe the view of her husband with whom she constrained to live despite their inherent incompatibility. When asked if she plays with her husband, Marianne replies, playing with Ned? No, he hates chess. He says it is a foolish expedient for, uh, wait a minute, ex- expedient? No, I said it right. Expedient for making ideal people believe they are doing something very clever when they are only wasting their time. To somehow ascribe this to a vehemently uh, anti-chess sentiment on the part of Shaw is, of course, absurd. By any reasonable account, Shaw had no particularly strong feelings about chess whatsoever. Okay. The quotation from H.G. Wells, meanwhile, comes from his 1895 essay concerning chess, and it serves as an opening salvo clearly designed to grab the attention of the reader. The passion for playing chess is one of the most unaccountable, unaccountable in the world. It slaps the theory of natural selection in the face. It is the most absorbing of occupations, the least satisfying of desires, and aimless uh, excur excrescence upon life it annihilates a man you have let us say a promising politician a rising artist that you wish to destroy dagger or bomb are archaic clumsy and unreliable but teach him and inoculate him with chess Aside from the obvious point that nobody would undertake to write an essay called Concerning Chess, if he had no particular interest or experience in the game, it should be palpably clear to anyone with a modicum of literary understanding that Wells is giving full reign to a sense of irony throughout this piece. But chess players, it seems like Americans don't do irony very well. George Steiner's um, quoted comments on choice boiling down to an ultimately trivial human enterprise come from his 1974 book Fields of Force, Fisher and Spassky, where he dissects the characters of the two participants of the 1972 World Chess Championship that Steiner should have written on the topic hardly came as a surprise to anyone who had the slightest fam- familiarity with him as he had long publicly avowed his deep love of chess. All right. And I guess that was the that was that one phrase that was said by Sir Walter Scott. Um then there. Okay, let's go further down. Where's the defenders at? So much for the prosecution. What about the defense? God's phrase, chess is a touchstone of the intellect. It comes from Act Two of his play, God's Verb. I don't know. I, I'm not going to say that word, but it is engaged half-heartedly in a game of chess while being regularly prodded to concentrate by 
Adele Head, the constantly intriguing, thoroughly scrupulous, femifatal character. Okay, come on, come on, let's get through the article. Come on, come on, come on, come on. What is the interesting part? It's hard not to conclude that had Goth been determined to pronounce upon the splendors of chess, he could have done better than to put those words in the mouth of a ruthless social climber who casually poisons her husband once he has served the purpose of bringing her to the imperial court okay 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 i'm i missed a big portion of the article and then i just got lost um any other quotes from chess lovers come on <laughs> benjamin franklin and marceau don't do chump meanwhile were undisputable chess lovers indeed with a passion that all too frequently tilted towards the obsessive Duchamp's frequently declared that he preferred playing chess to doing something else, doing anything else, very much including his art. While Franklin was a regular visitor to the famed Café de la Regence, when he served as an American ambassador to France, and it was once said of him that his tireless passion for late night games was checked only by his supply of candles. Franklin's comment about life being a kind of chess are found in his essays, The Morals of Chess, first published in 1786, but thought to be first sketched out decades earlier. It is not to put it charitably, a particularly deep or profound work and serves as proof that even the most astute minds should sometimes avail themselves of judicious editorial guidance. So ends our rambling just literary, historical, okay, come on, calm down for the average player, please. I got Invisalign in, I can't say the words right, come on, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to speak out, I'm, tr- I'm trying to, I'm trying to record a podcast here, let's get to the point, to what extent is it to be reasonable, uh, to what extent is it reasonable to accuse chess as being a waste of time? That was the main point. All right, we made it. Personally, I find this a fascinating topic that actually has nothing to do with chess at all. <sighs> a wonderful illustration of how rigorously investigating the evolution of any one particular pursuit can shed intriguing light on our core cultural values, both past and present. Okay, okay, that's kind of deep. Because of, of course, the very mention of a waste of time naturally applies a clear hierarchy of meaningfulness with some things officially deemed worth doing and others considerably less so. And once you've made such an evaluation, it's hardly a sketch to imagine that some activities are worse than simply frivolous or meaningless. They might well be viewed as downright deleterious to the achievement of some socially recognized objective good and should thus be banned. Chess, not coincidentally, has been banned many times throughout its long history, both by Muslim and Christian societies. That's what the article says. Um, Chess base. The formal justification for doing so often boiled down to its perceived link with grant, with gambling, with chess lumped together with other well-recognized games of chance, either because of the rising popularity of dice-related chess variants or simply as a result of heavy side in front, I'm betting on the outcomes of the games. Gambling was recognized as potentially addictive, assiduously encouraging, and obsessive 
cult of personal gratification that was strikingly at odds with the acknowledged ideal of humbly striving towards righteousness in the community-oriented fashion. As a result, throughout the centuries, chess defenders have consistently taken great pains to explicitly clarify that it contains no random element whatsoever in any association with gambling games is misimplied. I don't really care about that. This is just a good article to read. I don't know. I just thought that the title was intriguing. I read it. I said my views on it. It's just a waste of time. I don't think so personally because it it just brings... If you know how to apply it, then you can apply it um, directly to your life. Just like the chess principle, the threat is better than the execution. For example, you can use that principle as in a business if you're advertising something. Usually you don't want to just hurry up and advertise it. But companies love like putting a date. Okay, the launch date is going to be this day. And what we're going to be doing before the launch date is advertise every single day. And this way, we're going to put this on Instagram, Facebook, etc. We're going to do this type of ad. Most people respond to this a lot more. And those are just that's just one way how you can use chess to your advantage if you're trying to own a business or if you're trying to work for somebody or if you're trying to. I'm pretty sure there's just millions of ways where you can use chess in your life right now. If you just thought about it, just think about it. How can you use chess in your life right now? And don't be like improve this guy wrong that says that it is. It is a waste of time. And I get what the article is saying. He didn't exactly mean that because that's a ridiculous claim altogether. And we I don't we don't know his life personally. But at the same time, man, he did put in the title. And if you're clickbaiting people, then you're going to have to suffer the consequences. But anyway, let's move on to the next segment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, if you haven't followed yet, I'm going to need you to hit that follow button right now so that you can stay notified on when I publish a episode. I know it's sporadic, but at the same time, I'm putting out content on a lot of platforms. So just bear with me. We're going to get there. We're going to be consistent. We're going to do the best that we can to spread chest knowledge, chest wisdom, and chest understanding. And keep on fighting to the end, staying focused in chess and in real life too. Peace.